Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. So I'd like to, I've entitled this to attempt, attempt, and then expect uh, new things, attempt and expect new things. And I want to start with the story of Jabez. Most of you, some of you know Jabez. He's an Old Testament personality that while the, the chronicle was being given or the, the historian was writing the, um, basically the genealogy of the people of Israel, uh, there is somebody who is special, who God, um, what God and the Holy Spirit kind of uh, signaled, uh, kind of st- st- basically put a, a pause, if you will, uh, two scriptures. That's, that's what they dedicate uh, toward a person by the name of Jabez, which means conceived in pain. The word, uh, the name Jabez means that God conceived or he was conceived in pain and the mom named him Jabez, which gave him that name. And there's a lot of things that a lot of us, that God has been, you've been going through a a birthing process. You've been going through a very difficult process uh, where the new thing, the new thing is is actually not something uh, that is, uh, for a lot of us, the new thing that God is doing is not something that is pleasant or sweet or happy or, or, or very joyous or with a lot of acclaim or celebration. For some of us, the new thing is actually a birthing pain. It's a process of being honest with yourself, uh, of going deep inside your heart and reflecting on, on, your, on your behavior, on your character, or the lack thereof, of some of the things that the enemy has tried to undermine and take away from you. And there's a birthing process, a, a, a conception that, that goes through a, a, all the stages of gestation, and then the development, the, the fetus, the embryo, uh, to where it becomes viable, what God is doing in your life, the new thing that is growing in your spirit, uh, ministry, a calling, a relationship, a marriage, a friendship, a job, uh, um, uh, an entrepreneurship or a business that God is, is birthing in you. And yet there is the process, the actual birthing process, the moment uh, is very painful. Uh, the birthing pangs, if you will, and that's the name that, that was given was, was birth or conceived, birth in pain. The Bible says that there was a name, uh, a man named Jabez who was more honorable than his brothers or than his generation. Another version says that his generation, his, he was more honorable than his siblings. Now, I, I want everyone to ask you the question, ask yourself the question, am I honorable? Am I a person of my word? Never mind being more honorable. This is not a competition because through Christ Jesus, we're all redeemed and we're all justified. How many say amen? amen? This isn't about who's like holier. This isn't about who's happier or, or who is more sanctified. This is about are you honorable? Uh, are you a person, a man or a woman of your word? Uh, do you have dignity? Uh, do you have that kind of self-regard, self-esteem, self-respect that you're not lying to yourself? Because if you're lying to yourself, then you're lying to others and I would not call that, nor God would call that honorable. Uh, there is something about what God wants to do. It needs to be honorable. You need to be honest. Uh, you have to have integrity. Not perfect. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about the, the honor of knowing that, I'm a, that I have my, my weaknesses. But I, I'm honest about my weaknesses. I'm transparent about my shortcomings. 
I'm working on those areas that God wants me to improve, that I need to look at myself in the mirror or have somebody who loves me be honest with me and have an honest conversation without it becoming an argument or without becoming negative and hostile and, and where we hurt each other. How many say amen? amen? So he was more honorable. He had honor. His, his mother named him Jabez because he was birthed in pain. So, so he, uh, he was one of, he, he was the one who prayed to God, to the God of Israel, the God of Israel. He had a relationship with the God of Israel. I think that that's what made him more distinguished. There's another version that says he was more distinguished. Uh, he set himself apart because when he prayed, he prayed to the God of Israel. When he prayed, he, he prayed or he invoked the name of the God of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he said this prayer, it is a four-pronged prayer, four prongs, four Four divisions or four powerful statements of faith. He says, oh, that you would bless me. It's a petition and it's a cry for help. It's a cry for change. Oh, that you would bless me. I don't know that whatever stage he was, but there is something very powerful about the blessings of God. It is the blessing of God that enlarges, that brings wealth, that brings peace. It is God's blessing and not your, so much what you know and what you do. It is God's favor, his blessing upon your life that ultimately sets you apart. It is God's blessing. It is his favor that no one can stop. If God blesses you, no one can curse you. Amen. If God blesses you, no one can stop you. Yeah. If God blesses you, uh, there isn't any weapon formed against you that is going to prosper Amen. if God blesses you. Yeah. Uh, so the desire is to, to enjoy his favor, his smile, his blessing uh, upon you. His, uh, 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 Joshua says to the people of Israel, if God is only pleased, if, we can, if God would only be pleased with us, he would give us uh, this great or this, uh, this promised land. Oh, that you would bless me, uh, that you would expand or enlarge my territory. Yeah, that is a very powerful prayer for 2022, especially when we're looking for something new, something fresh, a new and improved you, if you will. Uh, enlarge my spiritual influence, enlarge my spiritual calling or the expectations, the boundaries, if you will. There's another version that says enlarge my boundaries, uh, my influence, especially if it's, if, it's, uh, if it's righteous influence and not just for pride or for uh, being aggressive or trying to look for some kind of prosperity that doesn't really exist outside of relationships because, because no success in life can compensate for the failure at home. No success, no title can compensate for failure in our relationships. How many say amen? amen? And then he says, please be, please be with me in all I do. Uh, there's another version that says that your hand be with me. Your hand. Uh, that talks about relationships. Uh, take me by the hand. I want to walk with you hand in hand. Please be with me. Because the blessing... And the enlargement means nothing without the relationship. Amen. So the blessing of God and the enlargement, the prosperity, means nothing without the relationship. Uh, if I would go home and there would be no kids or my wife would not be there, it'd be, it wouldn't matter what, what we, God has given or what God has put in our hands. It would mean nothing without the relationship. So he says, please be with me uh, or that your hand would be with me. And then keep me from all trouble and from pain. Another version says uh, to be able to keep me from harm. Keep me from evil. Keep me from, from me becoming greedy and vain. Uh, and vain uh, uh, and, and uh, without the vanity and without me the pride. 
the vanity getting uh, the best of me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And then the Bible says that God granted his request. Um, I want to just share with you that what if um, you actually, this year, the, the new thing that God has for you is really a new sense of responsibility. Amen. I want to say that again. What if what God had for you was really a new sense of responsibility, uh, a new level of ownership? So what if what was going to transform your life uh, was a new level of honesty and a new level of just getting your life uh, and your, your, your life organized? My wife and I, this week, we made a list. It was much, much larger than what we thought, just areas that we, we need to retouch, revisit, and reorganize. And we just said, yep, we're going to do all this before the end of the, uh, the month of January. And it had a lot to do with everything that we do. With Some of them were spiritual areas. Some of them were our goals, our calendar, our, our financial obligations. And kind of putting them in order where we felt like, yep, we've got to attack this. We've got to be careful with our spending. Uh, we've got to be much more focused on our budget without being austere, without being mean. Uh, and without being a pecuniary with respect to those areas that God has called you. Um, and, and God granted his request. I love the fact that, that it says that God granted, God granted his request. So what if you took responsibility for your life and, and you put yourself in a position where God can do a new thing, a better thing, uh, more than you imagined that God wants to do even this year? What if the new and improved you the new and improved you? What if you were the prism? What if you are the focus? What if you are the key to your new thing, to the new thing that God wants to do? What if you're the thing that God wants to make new? How many say amen? Uh, if you actually dare to believe that, uh, that, that God is focusing, um, and, or if you actually dared to, to begin to believe God for a larger life, to ask God for a, a, a bigger life, a more influential spiritually. Uh, what if well, the reason you, God put you on his earth was to use you for his glory. To give you not just things and stuff and, and more stuff and things. But to give you his spirit. To give you his mind. What if God wanted to give you his gifts? Uh, the spiritual gifts. Uh, what if you were to live and, and, and manifest the fruit. Uh, uh, the gifts of the fruit of the spirit. The gifts or the fruit of the gifts. Which is love, joy, peace, um, um, Eli, who knows the fruit of the spirits? Okay, say them loud, loud. Say them. Or okay, one more time. All four of you stand up and say it as loud as you can. Come on, come on, quickly. Come on, come on. There are people. People are already here. Come on, say it. Love quickly. The reason, Amen. The, the reason I had them say this is because I was going to forget one or two, and I knew that they knew it. If, if they want to have lunch today, they better know it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and we did not practice that. We, we did not practice that. We have not practiced that, that verse in a, in a long, long time. But, but I want to just have you that, that, that having gifts of the Spirit of God is one thing. But living in the flow and in the fruit of the Spirit of God is a total a different thing. That if you focus on the fruit of the Spirit... <laughs> The gifts will come and flow by themselves. How many say amen? amen? That if you focus on the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts will come by, my, by themselves. What if some of the things that God had for you are conditional? That not everything is flow without conditions and God is just going to bless me. Um, that there are great and mighty new things that God wants to do for us. Uh, and God wants to do in us and then through us. Uh, but we, we must make room for them. 
Uh, what if many of God's blessings are conditional? There are 335 verses that has the phrase, if, if you do this, or if you're faithful, uh, if you worship, if you give, if you honor God, then God will do this. Uh, the Bible says, if, if uh, you will indeed obey my voice and my commandment, then you shall be uh, a special treasure to me above all people. How many say amen? amen. So Jesus says, if, I, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, then you can, you, you can say to this mountain, then you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, um, and nothing, and nothing will be impossible for you. How many say amen? amen. Uh, Paul says to the Galatians, let us not become weary. Don't grow weary of doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Because if you do the right thing, uh, don't, don't stop doing the right thing. Because in due season, uh, at the proper time, you will receive a reward. Uh, you will. If, if you do not faint or if you do not give up. How many say amen? amen. Um, the Bible says that if my people... Uh, who are called by my name, that's all of us, would humble ourselves or themselves and pray. That's what we're doing this, uh, the, for the next uh, 14 days. We're praying. We're seeking God's face. We're turning from our wicked ways. Then, he says, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will hear the, uh, heal their land. How many say amen? Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Hallelujah. There are some things I was saying, some things that are new, the new and improved you, uh, that will only come into existence, that will come into the forefront uh, if you and I would ask God to give us the ability to, to embrace um, uh, the conditions, some of these conditions. See, because it does little good to invoke the prayer of Jabez. And the prayer of Jabez is uh, once again, oh, that you bless me indeed. Um, oh God, bless me indeed. I want you to see this again. I'd like for some of you that have a, 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 the mind still to memorize, that you would memorize this. Oh God, that you would bless me. Bless me indeed. Uh, enlarge my borders. Let your hand be with me and keep me from evil and from harm's way so that I may not cause pain is another word. So that I don't, I'm not the source of pain for people that I love or people that love me. I do not want to be a source of disappointment. I don't want to fall short. I don't want to fail. I don't want to be unfaithful. Uh, I, I want to be able to, to have your blessing, enjoy your blessing, and enjoy my loved one's trust, where people trust and where we walk together in harmony. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if you and I are not willing to take uh, the necessary steps or make the necessary adjustments and changes in behavior, in mindset, in priorities, in priorities, um, simply praying that prayer or confessing Jabez' prayer uh, is not enough. No matter how powerful it is in and of itself, uh, just saying the prayer is not enough. Uh, if you don't make room, if you don't make room for the new thing, uh, for the new you that God is working and doing in your life, even now, uh, just to remind you what, uh, what the, the prophet said, Isaiah, so to forget the former things. I want, again, for that to sink in. Because you cannot embrace the fresh, the new, while you're still dragging the old. Um, if you, you've got to make room in your hands. Sometimes we're closed-fisted, and you want God to give you something new. You've got to let go uh, of the things that are keeping you that you think you want the most. Uh, you, we might be greedy and vain, and, and, and you've got your fists closed. And some of us are closed-fisted because 
you're, that's your normal posture. You're always fighting. You're always on the defense. And you've got to let it go. Whatever it is that is holding you back, the former things. Do not dwell on the former things. Um, and because I do a new thing. Um, so forget the former thing. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Just say it with me. Say new thing. Uh, now it springs up. Uh, do you not perceive it? So I want to stop there again just a little bit. Can you sense, can you, is there a sense in your heart about what the new looks like? Uh, what the new you, the new improved you, what God is doing in your family, in your relationships, maybe in your job, maybe you sense a shift that God is changing, uh, maybe is getting ready for you to change careers or vocations. Uh, maybe it's a change in your, in your mindset. Uh, and maybe for some of us, we really need to change our attitude a lot of us, some of us are pessimistic. Uh, you, um, you're, you're somebody who's negative. And let me just say something. If, if you're somebody that is more like a, the cup is half empty and you tend to kind of complain a lot or just um, mope and groan and gripe um, and you tend to be pessimistic about life. In general, in general you are negative. Can I tell you that, that I'm going to share something in the love of God. It just, just that... that gets old really fast. And even people that love you will have a hard time hanging out with you. Uh, even people that are attached to you. I mean, they can't do anything else, but they might just listen to you and tolerate you. But it's not a real conversation uh, because everything that goes negative all the time and, and, and it's almost our way to justify. It's almost our way to cripple everyone around us. You want to cripple everyone around you, just be negative most of the time. Uh, just, just be sorry for yourself. Just always be complaining. And then nobody around you has a chance to ever go out or become something greater because that, that negativism, uh, that, that just, just sucks the blood. It sucks the energy. It sucks the vitality out of everybody because all you are is a complainer. You're a moper. You're a griper. We live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. You and I are blessed. We are saved by God's grace. You have every blessing. You have every promise at your command. You have the word of God. You have the blood of Jesus Christ. You have the spirit of the living God. What do you have to complain about? Oh, and if you don't break, if you don't break that lie, that chain, if you don't break that, that spirit of that mindset that woe is me and woe is me and nobody's ever good enough and no one can ever, uh, you know, no one can ever please you, mister or sister, uh, then I feel sorry for you. And, and today would be a great time to say, God, that, that's me. I, I tend to go negative. I tend to always complain. I tend to compare and compete with others. Uh, I tend to uh, be pessimistic in my outlook of life. And everybody around you suffers uh, because of that, especially if you're somebody who, who constantly communicates and complains your hurts, your feelings, your past, and your losses, and woe is you, and woe is you. And I feel, I feel bad. I, I pray, I pray that, that you receive this in the spirit in which I'm giving it to you. And it's in the spirit of love. It's, it's in the spirit of, of the hope that God just might give you a breakthrough today, a mister or sister. Because that husband or that wife of yours, your kids, after a while, they, they hear it over and over and over. And after a while, uh, you seal their fate. That, that home, that relationship cannot be happy, cannot be joy when, when the joy of the Lord is never present. Oh, come on. 
When you're not extolling his greatness and his goodness and his love, when you're not a worshiper, a singer, a praiser, when you don't uh, look at God and his, and his blessings and count all his blessings, when you don't say, oh, my soul, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and just begin to count all his blessings, salvation and healing, and he's redeemed you. He's crowned you with favor and mercies. He satisfies your mouth so that, so that you are renewed like the eagle. Other people may have a reason to complain, but not the believer, not those that are in Christ Jesus. You have every promise and every blessing in Christ Jesus is yea and amen. How many say amen? Let's give the Lord a clap offering because I'm doing a, a new thing and it says also I'm, I'm making a new way. Not only a new thing, but God is making a fresh, brand new way. So a new thing could be you, could be the mindset, could be an attitude adjustment could be being organized, the new thing. And I'm always talking about engaging because you, everyone should pursue God, everyone. And then everyone should pursue growth. That's what we've been talking about, growing. That if you grow, as you grow, most of your problems will get solved as you grow. I'll say that again. Most of your problems, your conniptions, your, your traps, your, uh, your conundrums, most of them will get automatically solved as you grow. Um, there's a verse in Scripture and where, where Jacob is telling Joshua, uh, his son Joseph, that you're like a branch um, that, um, that when they put you in the pit, nobody threw you an, a line, uh, an escape line. Nobody threw you a safety line. You were not pulled up from the pit. He says you grew out of that pit. It's, it's very powerful. Uh, Genesis chapter 15, he's talking about to Reuben and then Simeon, and he's talking to, to Levi and Judah and... and, and uh, all the, the other sons, uh, his sons. And then when he gets to Joseph, he says, Joseph, uh, you're like a branch. You're like a, that plant that grows, that, that, uh, that connects to the wall, uh, where you grip yourself. And then when you were in that pit and they were throwing you arrows, you grew out of that pit. How many say amen uh, to the glory of God? Um, hallelujah. So God is not only making a new thing or doing a new thing, but he's making a new way or way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. How many say amen? I love Isaiah 54 that it says that all of us should not only. So he's, here's the prayer of Jabez. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Oh, that you would bless me. Enlarge my territory. God, I want your company. I want your relationship. I want your friendship. I want you to take me by the hand. I want to walk with you in relationship. Because it doesn't matter. The blessings and the enlargement don't matter without the relationship. And then keep me from harm. Keep me from doing harm. Keep me from breaking relationships, breaking covenants, breaking hearts. Keep me that. Don't let the blessing, don't let the prosperity get to my head. That's why I need your hand. The, the hand that provides it, the hand that protects. It's the hand that brings about relationships. And then keep me, keep me from harm. Uh, keep me from breaking covenants uh, and hurting the people that I love so that I am not injured in return. That's what he says. And then Isaiah, it's a powerful whole chapter, but he basically, it's God speaking to Isaiah, to Israel. Israel is speaking to Israel, uh, barren Israel, an Israel that has not been fertile for a long, long time. And yet God says, well, I'm going well, uh, to do a new thing. And then I want you, he tells, this, he tells Israel to enlarge your tent, to enlarge your territory, your capacity to love, your circle of uh, your ability to include others in your circle. About two or three weeks, we're going to move forward with life groups, um, God willing, COVID willing, in terms of just depending on how rampant, um, you know, hopefully the worst is behind us 
with this new variant. But I pray that all of you, everyone here, would look at, at the possibility of doing life together, of enlarging your tent, of identifying perhaps your home or somebody else, else's home. For people here that God has given you the capacity, the wisdom, the leadership, the skill, the knowledge to help others. And for you to say, yep, I'd like to lead a life group. It might be three, it might be seven, it might be five people, it might be more. But there are people that, that God would call them to walk with you and you with them. Uh, in an area where God has gifted you, anointed you, uh, you have a passion, you have skills, uh, you have a, a felt need in that area. You're broken, you're walking single, you're, you're walking married and miserable. It was supposed to be funny, but the, the, apparently there's a lot of people who are married and miserable. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you need a life group. You need to join other people who are married and miserable and together heal each other in Jesus' name. Come on. Let's give the Lord a clap offering again. Um, Enlarge, enlarge the place of your tent. If you want breakthrough, if you want freedom, if you want blessing, if you want the new you to be new and improved, and if you, you want to be able to perceive and receive the new way that God is making in the wilderness, the streams in the desert, uh, the, the, just the new wells, if you will, in the wasteland, uh, then God is going to ask you not only to enlarge, but to stretch. Everyone say stretch. He wants you to stretch forth your curtains and of your habitation, of your, of your, uh, uh, of your environment, if you will. Uh, don't be, don't, spare not, don't be little, don't be mindful, don't, don't be little, uh, but lengthen your cords and then strengthen your stakes because you're going to break forth. You're going to break out, if you will. In every direction, you're going to break out. How many say amen, amen. to enlarge the place of your tent, your vision, your faith, your thinking, enlarge the place of your tent, your dwelling, your atmosphere, how you talk, what you see, what you declare by faith, declaring those things that are not as though they were, uh, your thinking, if you will, and then begin to uh, begin to um, uh, begin to attempt. I'm just wondering how. Yep, uh, begin to attempt new things, so that you can expect new things. I want to say that again. Begin to attempt new things, so that you can expect new things in Jesus' name. Um, um, so this, this Isaiah 43 and Isaiah 54 are, are, is, a, is a plea, a passionate plea for God to help someone turn the page. Listen, just help. That, that's what Isaiah 43 is. It's a plea. It's a prayer. Isaiah 54, it's a, it's a prayer uh, for you, for someone here to turn the page. But Jabez, the Jabez prayer is a desperate cry for change. It's a cry for change. Change, he says, oh God. In essence, Jabez is saying, change who and what I am. Make me the target and the object of your transformation so that I can be blessed and so that the blessing will take, so that the blessing will take and that the blessing will endure the test of time. Enlarge my capacity, not just my territory. You have no territory without capacity. Enlarge my capacity for more, for more of you, for more of your word. For more of your will, your walk, your work, your, your mercies. For more ability, more capacity to wait in faith in God. Enlarge my capacity, not just my territory, but me. Enlarge me. Change how I operate. Change how I think. How I react. How I respond to trying times. Uh, change how I perceive the invisible. 
Change how I react to opposition. Uh, change how I seize opportunities. Change what I can do. Change how I live, how I think, how I move. Change how I interact and affect others around me because uh, you cannot remain unchanged, unchanged and be close-fisted and embrace the new thing and be effective in what God is asking you to do in, 19, in 2022. In effect, God is asking and expecting all of us to let go of the past, your past pain, shame, and blame in order to receive the new blessing, new territory, new relationships, new ministries that are lying in wait, new opportunities to be somebody, to be what God has called you to be, a new opportunity to walk with others or invite others to walk with you. No opportunity to say yes to God, living, praying, expecting new and greater things is asking God to trust and empower us with more spiritual responsibility, more spiritual influence, more opportunities to do his will. And it's exciting. It's exciting if you ask me. I have, um, let me see if I can just finish here. So pastor, what do, what do I need to do? Walk in obedience. So be obedient. Amen. So you want the new, you want the new and improved you. Uh, because God does not ever, ever promote anyone who's rebellious. Uh, God does not promote indifference. God does not promote somebody who is, uh, there is overt and then covert rebellion. Uh, some of us have an issue with God. You have an issue with somebody and God will not bless you. He will not promote you. He will not enlarge you unless you walk in obedience. Uh, faithfulness, by the way, uh, uh, favor, favor is the fruit of obedience and humility. Favor is the fruit, it's the outcome of obedience. So those that want God's favor, uh, obey him because God does not promote disobedience. Uh, secondly, engage, engage, engage. What do I mean by that? Get involved. Say yes to God. Say yes to this fast. He says, Pastor, I was not here last Sunday. You got, congratulations, you have 14 more days that you can join us in this fast. Uh, it's never too late to start. Pastor, I started, but I failed. Start again. Start again. Uh, be, be temperate, be moderate. Don't set yourself up for failure. Uh, we were talking about fasting our kids. We've all been fasting uh, and, and uh, we're talking about the why. The why is not to basically grieve you. The why is not to punish you. Uh, we don't fast because it's punitive. Uh, it is an, a, 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 an opportunity to tell God, I want you, I'm so thirsty for you. I want you desperately. I want a breakthrough and I want this spirit of mine to be receptive to breakthroughs. I want to say no to the flesh. I want to remind the flesh who's in charge and the flesh is not in charge. Uh, when you're going through that drive-through, in Jesus' name, rebuke it. Uh, okay? <laughs> in Jesus' name. Uh, you're smelling somebody else's cooking. In Jesus' name, why? Because this is a process. Say with me, process. Yeah, it's a process that God is working in your life, in your mind, in your spirit, in your home, in your relationships. So engage, engage, engage. Say yes to God. Say yes to this challenge. Say yes to the opportunity to grow. Say yes to, uh, to be baptized. If you have not been in ba baptized in water, that's an opportunity to grow and engage and take steps that you've never taken before. Uh, say yes to uh, next steps. If you haven't taken our next steps so that you know God's vision for this church, you would know your skill sets. There's a, there's a survey that you take in next steps about your gifts, your personality, your traits, your strengths. When I took that test, um, everything, everything came out strong. Like I was like, like it, it broke, the test broke. Uh, the computer froze. Thank you. Be fat, right? Everybody knows the acronym, fat. Say it with me, faithful. Say it with me, faithful. 
available and teachable. So, so you want what God has, the new things, the fresh things, the new uh, shift, if you will, paradigm shift. Be fat, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. Come to church, worship, celebrate, be faithful in your giving, be faithful to your wife, to your husband, be faithful to your calling, be available. Uh, God is not looking for your skill sets. He already gave them to you. God is not impressed by what you know. He gave you your brain. Uh, God would be impressed if you become available. That's up to you. If you say yes to God, here am I, as the song was singing, here am I. And then be teachable, be open. Nobody knows everything. Nobody, every one of us can still learn a lot from others. Uh, from, from others. How many say amen? Uh, Luke 16, uh, 10 says, he who is faithful in the least, in the least, in the little things, it really means faithful, uh, is also faithful, uh, is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust in much. Uh, so the, Luke 12 continues saying that to he or to whom much is given from him, uh, much will be required. Just, just, just for those of us, for those of you that have been given a lot. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. Um, what else to do? Come and help me. Worship team, come and help me. Um, serve others. So just, just be ready to serve. Be open to ministry opportunities. Be open to ministry opportunities. Be open to just opportunities to minister, to engage, to share your testimony, uh, to say yes to God in serving. Um, we, uh, we're right about to, to turn the, the corner on, on new um, uh, children's ministries, youth ministries, and opportunities to serve. Be open to serve. Take risks. Take risks again. If you really want a God's favor in your life, if you really don't want to live with regrets, if you don't want to live a small sheltered life, a small sheltered uh, life, fear, and, and, and where you are reticent to say yes to God, take risks. Sign on the dotted line. Say yes again to this, to this um, fast that we're doing and prayer and Bible reading, Bible reading. Um, our kids are here. Uh, Sarah, where are you in your Bible reading? Say it loudly so I can hear. We were reading, anyway, she's reading Genesis because I was reading with her and Psalms. Daniel, where are we at? Yeah, loudly. 12, yeah. So we're in Genesis 12. Uh, we read two chapters a day during the week. Our family does. I joined them because it's easy. Some of you are reading four or five scriptures. I feel sorry for you. Okay, that's torture. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's up to you. Uh, I don't know who you're trying to impress, but you're not impressing me or God. Thank you. But, but we're reading in our house. Uh, and, and Sarah was like, we're talking, reading about Noah and, and you know, who's Shem and, Haf, you know, Hafet and Ham. And, and from those three uh, and their wives came, all of us, all of us came from them. We're just talking about just what it means and the ark and the sin and why God would, how Ellie came and asked me, Dad, why did God regret, why would God regret making, you know, man? Well, what happened? Didn't he know, Ellie asked me, Dad, didn't he know that, already when he made us that we were going to mess up and I go mijita just like your mom and me like 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 we had you guys kids and sometimes we regret having you I told her (laughs) 
I think this is a good place to stop, right? This is a better time. No, we were just talking about that sometimes a parent gets frustrated. How many say amen? But we never, I told her, we never would regret. Even if there's moments where it's tough, we say, what happened? Why us? We love you so much that no matter what, we would start all over again. And that's what God did. He started all over. How many say amen? God made things new. Would you bow your heads? Would you bow your heads? Would you bow your heads? Hallelujah. I sense God's presence. Take risks. Take risks. Help someone. Someone else to fulfill their vision. So it says somebody here might say, Pastor, I don't have a vision. Then connect with somebody else who does. Just, just embrace somebody else who, who, who has a life group. And be part of that life group for, for 8 to 10 weeks. Or starting in February, we're going to do... Um, the first Wednesday of February, we're going to have a service that's um, United service. The first Wednesday of, of February, I'd love for every one of you already to put it down in your calendar. Uh, to be baptized if you haven't been baptized. To, to sign up for next steps. Uh, to already be thinking, are you going to join a life group or maybe lead a life group in three weeks from now? It's not too late to, to read with us the, the Bible. To pray 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you start the day. Spend them with God. For some of them, for some of us, it's more. At the end of the evening, before you that hit that your head hits that pillow, spend the next 10 minutes, the last 15 minutes of the day, worshiping God, debriefing with God, uh, decompressing in the Spirit of God, uh, reading a psalm, praying and saying, thank you, God. Thank you for your favor, your mercies, your blessings. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm talking about the new and improved you. God is doing a new thing, and the new thing is you. Hallelujah. The new thing is you. So help someone. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the LifeHouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.